We want to welcome our online guest today. We want you to get your Bible. Yay, yeah, there you go. We're glad you're with us. West Houston Christian Center is a, uh, our, our motto is we want to be prepared, prosperous, and participating in the return of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what we talk about in our membership class and that we want to be prepared, prosperous, and participating. So I believe today we have a uh, good word from the Lord. We have a, a, a word that's going to help us be prepared, prosperous, and participating. Amen. It's not, it's, it's not something you hear much about, what we're going to talk about today. But um, the more I get into it, the more, I mean, it's so big. It just keeps growing, you know. So we don't have time for it to, all of it to be, but we will look at a little bit of it today. And it's about the Sabbath rest. You know, we're in a war zone and soldiers that are in war zones, and we are soldiers for the Lord, amen? And soldiers that are in war zones, they need a little R&R. They need to know where they can go and rest. They need to get rejuvenated and recalculated and recalibrated and all that kind of stuff. And, and God has built that in to the system. He's built that in to the kingdom principles. In fact, it's one of the Ten Commandments. And I know we've, uh, we've uh, been famous for saying, you know, I'm re I don't have to follow the law, I'm redeemed from the law. But folks, the law is who God is. The Ten Commandments, that's who he is. Now, we don't have to keep them in our own strength, but it's who he is. And so it's, the, it's, it's like saying in this building, we no longer need the foundation anymore. We've been there, done that. We don't need the foundation anymore because we've got the building up. Well, you can't get rid of the foundation. It is the foundation. Now, we don't have to carry it, like I said, in our own strength, but we, we, do, need to keep the, we do need to keep the law because that's who he is. And he's, gonna, he's gotten on the inside of us to guide us and strengthen us into that direction because that's where life is. Uh, I think about it sometimes. I think, Lord, how do you handle this situation? Because you've been around a long time. I've just been around a short time even though in the years it seems long, but I've only been here a short time in relation to eternity. And how do you deal with the people being so evil? Or how do you deal with when people reject you? Or how do you deal with these things that are part of life? And he's always got good answers and they're in his book. He gives it to us in his book. So first of all, I want you to know that, that um, and I, I, I did a sermon a couple of weeks, months ago on where Satan is robbing us, one of the ways he's, he comes to, Jesus said in the New Testament, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. A lot of times we rattle that off and say, kill, steal, and destroy, but that's not right. It's steal, kill, and destroy. He's got to steal the word from us first. Then he can kill and destroy. Once we get rid of the word, he's got us. But he can't, he can't, he can't get past the word. He can't get past the blood. He can't get past the name of Jesus if we, if we know how to use our equipment right. But um, he, one thing he's stealing from us is honoring headship. And that's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Honoring headship. He's stealing from us uh, just the headship, the, the head of the household, the head of the government, the head of everything. He's causing us to turn it's like the body turning against its own head. And it's, everything's out of order. And when things are out of order, the glory of the Lord cannot rest there. 
So our job as soldiers in the armies of God is to come into a situation and put things in order so the presence of God can come and resurrection power can flow. And then the, the dead rise up and the sick are healed and things happen. But it happens because we've come in and put things in order. And uh, this time we're going to talk about the Sabbath rest because that's something that needs to come back into order. Robin and I were talking about how um, earlier, it, when we were younger, and of course I'm older, I could be her mother, so <laughs> it was longer than that. Back in the 50s or so, uh, we had in, in the culture, in the society, things called blue laws. Does anybody remember blue laws? You younger people don't even <clears throat> probably know what that is, but there were blue laws, and on Sundays, businesses were not allowed to open. It was a commanded Sabbath rest. And so uh, now the world is 24-7. And that gives lots of leeway for the devil because Satan, it says in, I, in Isaiah and Ezekiel, that he fell through his much merchandising. So when we get to running fast and wheeling and dealing and we get out ahead of ourselves and ahead of God, that's much merchandising. And so God calls us to a, to a rest, and he get, these, these things that, that he gives us like this, they're gifts from the Lord. We don't always see them as gifts. You know, he, we don't always see them as gifts, but they are a gift from God, and he gives it to us, and he even puts it in a command form to emphasize how important it is. Now, in the Ten Commandments, the first one is to honor God. Uh, you have no other gods before me, Right? This is in um, Exodus chapter 20, verse uh, 8 through whatever. No other gods before me, no graven images. Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Now, I, I, when I preached, uh, I studied that one time. I was given that as an assignment in a Bible school that I was in. And I thought, well, taking the name of the Lord in vain just means don't cuss. That's what I thought. Just don't use his name in vain. But no, it has to do with all of the names of God that we have on this little card. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. Don't take that in vain. Let him be your provider. We have to allow these things. It's just like headship and honoring headship. We have to allow someone to lead us. But we live in such a society that is so um, independent and opinionated and Let's not let the world get in us there. And, and listen, this is a work of faith. That's why we're studying faith. You don't do this just because you feel like it. You do this because you determine. When Jesus went to Jerusalem before the crucifixion, it says he set his face like flint toward Jerusalem. You know why? Because he knew it was going to be bad. He knew what was coming. But he set his jaw and he said, we're going through this. And sometimes we have to set our jaw. It's kind of like shifting into second and make it up that hill. You're going to have to say, no, the Bible says, I am patient and kind, not jealous, arrogant, or boastful. Talk to yourself. You have to talk to yourself. The first place that our authority needs to be exercised is on ourselves, you know, about ourselves. Mary Jean, you are patient and kind. You're not jealous, arrogant, or boastful. You don't act unbecomingly. Settle down, girl. Just settle down. And we have to watch over ourselves like that. But the Sabbath, it, the, the next commandment was on four, that we were to honor the Sabbath. I'll just read it to you real quickly. 
Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor daughter, nor my maidservant, manservant, cattle, stranger, that is within the gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So there is a blessing on, in that rested place. There is a holiness in that rested place. And God is calling us into that rested place. Though you walk in the midst of trouble, he says, I will revive you. I will keep you alive. You're in the midst of a war zone. We live in a war zone. The war is going on in the planet Earth. Heaven and hell are fighting over it. And we're the, the what do you call us? Well, we're the boots on the ground. When you're praying, those are the, the air, the air, command and when you're walking it out your boots on the ground but we're to bring the kingdom into earth thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so I need to know what that is and I need to tend to myself and and uh, keep myself prepared let's look at Genesis this is a joke for me Genesis chapter one I, I never speak but that we've come out of Genesis somewhere I'm not going to go to one. I'm graduated. I'm graduated. I'm going to Genesis chapter 2, 1. <laughs> okay. It says, now notice that God was, um, I'm watching all this stuff on the ground here. Throughout the whole chapter 1, God, Elohim, and he is the God of strict justice. He is, his attribute is of justice as ruler, lawgiver, and judge of the world. He's the one that created all through chapter one by saying he's the, the attribute of justice, ruler, lawgiver, and the judge of the world. He's the strict side of God. He's the, I would say, the male side of God, if you will. And, and he, uh, his name is exclusively indicates that justice is the ideal state of the world. And then he adds mercy to it in chapter two. So um, he created everything out of that strict justice side. Then in Genesis 2, 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. The, the reason I've got into the Sabbath rest is because of healing school. That's where your healing is going to take place too, is in that, in that place of rest. And really it says that faith is not even finished. The creation was not even finished until God rested from his work. So when faith has all these attributes to it, but ultimately faith rests. And a lot of times I think we miss the answer to our prayer because we don't enter into that rest. Right. You know, it's, it's, um, uh, we've done all the other stuff and then we go back and do it some more and then we go back and do it some more, but we never get the real revelation so that we can rest. We just need to rest it then. And faith should come to that place of rest. When you get a revelation that Jesus said, 
whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. When that really goes off inside of you, you will rest if you've asked for something. You will rest and believe him now. You can enter into that place of faith. But when he, uh, on the seventh day, he ended, he said everything was finished and he ended his work, which he had done. He rested on the seventh day from his work. The word for work there is occupation, business, uh, deputyship. He dispatched as a deputy, a messenger. Well, what had God dispatched through Genesis chapter one as the messenger? God said, and then he saw. God said, what did he say? He said his word. He spoke a word and he's spoken a word. So he's, he's our picture of what we're, our pattern. And he, uh, he's dispatched his word as a messenger to go out and say, light be, and light was. Trees grow, plants be, separate light from darkness. He, he established his word out there. And then he drew back and he sanctified the seventh day and he said it's a, it's a holy day. He said uh, he blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Sanctified means to be separated out. And so this is a sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit in us. And I'll tell you, he's going to be working in us to get us ready to go. And actually... The work he's doing in us is a manifestation to the people of the world that God really is a God. It really is. There really is a God. When you can stay calm and peaceful and collected and walk right on through the trouble, you can walk in the midst of trouble and you stay revived and kept alive and your faith stays strong, that's a powerful statement to a lost and dying world. And it's, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me go back here. I don't want to tell it to you too soon. <laughs> then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it, he, in it, not on it, in it. That's another thing is I believe this is a picture of Christ. When we're in Christ, we're in that Sabbath rest. But walking in Christ is what we want to maintain. And let me just say, uh, it's, it's more than honoring just a day. And it's more than just your inner peace. It's really a combination of the two. Um, like uh, uh, my son and I were talking about how the world we live in is 24-7 and so many people work shift work and they don't have like Sundays off and there's no blue laws around to help you with this. So you just have to work this out with the Holy Spirit in your life and find a time that you can set aside even two hours, even an hour, sometimes even 15 minutes. I remember uh, years ago, I was working in an, uh, an oil company office while Pastor Jack went on staff at Bracewood in a and I had taken my lunch that day and um, all the guys were out and I was, I was hungry and ready to eat. And I sat down at the desk and I unwrapped my sandwich and I was just, and the phone rings and it was one of the guys that was in the office. It was his wife and her grandmother was really, really sick and she was all nervous and upset. And I said, well, I'll, I'll pray for her. And and she said, thank you so much. And so when I hung up, it's like the Lord said, I want you to fast your lunch. I, said, I was right there. No, I was right there. I'm thinking for the rest of the day, you know, I have to fast. Over this. But I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to, I certainly wouldn't want something bad to happen because I was too hungry to deal with it. 
And so I just pushed it aside and I prayed for her for a little while and he said, okay, you can eat now. Oh, I thought this went on for like a long time. I thought we had to fast 40 days or 21 days or something like that. No, not always. I remember Vincent said not too long ago, sometimes it's just a few minutes of prayer. But to really get a good rest, you really need to take as much time as you can. Now, I get caught up in the time, and uh, my mother said one time, she said, when I get to spend the time with the Lord, I just turn into a noodle. And I said, that's what happens to me. I just, I just lose all discipline and track of time. I just want to float around somewhere. So I'm not, we have to find the balance of what works for you. Some people do better at night. Others do better in the morning. There's not a big law about this. It's just to know that to honor that Sabbath time with God is sanctifying and holy and healing. And we live in a, uh, uh, the earth where uh, actually uh, one of the books we're looking at in um, healing class is called A More Excellent Way. And they, they have discovered that so many of the physical ailments have spiritual roots to them. And so that when you sit and have that Sabbath rest, whatever things that you don't even know that are bothering you, my husband has been laughing at me because the other night in my sleep I was preaching. And I thought I was sleeping comfortably. I was just so comfortable. But I have been known to say, in the name of Jesus, in my sleep, and not even know that I was there. So there can be things in your subconscious that we're not aware of is the point being. So, so um, the, the word for work is to dispatch as a messenger. So now notice this. God's showing us a pattern. He's dispatched his word. And we're told in Hebrews that six days you labor, the seventh day you rest. And that we labor to enter into that rest. Well, what, what labor do I need to do? The labor I need to do is to meditate on the Word of God. Is to write down and say, Lord, this is my problem. I'm asking you to show me the answer and start seeking His face about it. Tell me about, tell me about it. I'm asking Him myself about the Sabbath. What does it mean to you, Lord? I hadn't thought much about it. We just kind of dis dismiss it to the Old Testament. and that's. But no, it's an important aspect of our relationship with God. And so I would encourage you to be asking him. That's our part of laboring to enter in to that rest. And he's called us to have a relationship with him and to live life with him. So we need to understand how, what that means, right? So... Um, and it, when you consider that he dispatched as a messenger, that was his occupation, that was his ministry, was putting out the word of God, speaking the word, speaking the word. I've been speaking the word over all of our politicians, speaking the word, pleading the blood. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. It's over all of our politicians. And I bind the works of darkness from coming through them in Jesus' name. And I plead the blood and pray the mercies of God upon them in Jesus' name. And then they'll come on the thing. I just turn the knob down so I can't hear them. And say, in the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for shedding your, blood, your love across their hearts in Jesus' name. Strengthening their hearts to know you. Calling them, you know, let your grace abound to them so they can come into the knowledge of the truth. I start speaking life over them. Amen. We're soldiers in the kingdom, right? And we're supposed to be bringing heaven to earth. Wow. Wow.
You hear something that's not right? No, in Jesus' name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? Now we may be walking in our daddy's shoes and tripping everywhere a little bit, but that's okay. We'll grow up. We'll learn to use this authority that he's put in us. And so that's what we're going to be doing. But the fact that he dispatched the word as a messenger, uh, you think, and then he rested. Why could he rest? Because the New Testament says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword, cutting us under the soul from the spirit. So it's out there actively doing its work. Amen. It's working. So I, I just dispersed my authority. I delegated my authority to that word. And the word's carrying the ball now. Amen. It says in Hebrews chapter 1 that the word, the rhema, a revelation of his word. Now, there's a difference between just a knowledge of his word and having a revelation of his word, knowing that you know that you know. But when you get a revelation of his word, it upholds the whole universe. That's what's upholding the whole universe. Amen. God spoke his word out there. And he has a revelation that it works. <laughs> and he has such a revelation that it works, he only had to do it once. We may have to do it a lot of times but because we, our revelation is growing. But we're growing up into the image of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? We're coming into the full image of the Savior. If you're going to have pressure on you, let it fall on the Word. Let the pressure fall on the Word of God. The Word of God is spirit and life. We are becoming the Word made flesh. Did you know that? It says in John 1, 1, that John 1, that Jesus was the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. When we get that Word in us, and it's living in us, and we're living by it, we are becoming the Word made flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen? Amen? That's powerful. Yes. We've got... We, we got a high calling on our lives. And all we have to do is keep ourselves in alignment. And you know, that's why the Sabbath rest was given to us. On the Sabbath rest, six days you're laboring, you're carrying on, you're doing all this, but then you come to this, and you have to delegate a time for your Sabbath rest. You set aside Sundays to come to, come to church. I hope you save, you save the afternoons to rest and and. and enjoy. I, I, I've always been a, a serious-minded person, and my husband is a happy camper. <laughs> He's just a happy camper. He wakes up thanking God every day, and I wake up trying to figure out who I am first. Oh. <laughs> Someday I'm going to discover who that is, but, but um, it's, it's, so it's a revelation to me for the Lord to say, I want you to relax and enjoy life. This life, have you ever seen those t-shirts where it says life stuff? Don't be, say, don't be caught saying that. Because God is life. So we're talking against the Lord when we do that. And so that's, that's uh, dishonoring to him. But he, he treasures this life. And he wants us to enjoy it with him. Yes, we have assignments. Yes, we have things to do. Yes, he wants the lost saved. He also wants all of us discipled so we can walk in this authority like he's intended. But he wants us to enjoy him. And the things that he's blessed us with. He wants us to enjoy his blessings. And it's okay. 
It's not greedy. It's not, I had him tell me one time, don't ever let somebody talk you. Uh, don't ever let someone, don't ever, uh, how did he say that? Don't ever be ashamed of my blessings. Don't let somebody who doesn't have them talk you into just put, saying, oh, well, that's not a big deal. It's a big deal. And anybody can have some. So we want to honor him in that area. And honoring God, let me just show you one other thing. And then I think the, uh, then the praise team is going to sing, sing to us. Because I want us to work into this time, um, a time to sit and meditate and rest a minute. So through this song, I want you to take some deep breaths and close your eyes. There's not going to be any words. I don't want your mind engaged when they start singing. I just want you to relax and let the Holy Spirit give you a good massage. <laughs> Amen. But in, uh, if you have your Bible, turn with me to uh, Exodus 31, 13. You know what the word busy stands for? Being under Satan's yoke. Busy. Bzzz. Being under Satan's yoke. So if someone says, well, I know you're really busy, say, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to wear that garment. I'm effective and productive for the kingdom, but I'm never busy, right? So it says, Hebrews 31, 13, now this is the good, this is something good I want you. So I want you to imagine this while they're singing to us too. It says in verse 13, speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, verily my Sabbaths you shall keep. Now this, this, is, this goes all through the Old Testament and into the new one where Jesus tells his disciples, man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. So he gave it to us as a gift. And it's really being in him. And he paved the way for us to be there. Verily my Sabbath shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Amen. So it's a sign. You know what the word sign means? Miracle. Amen. We're believing for miracles? Amen. Are we believing for signs and wonders and miracles? A major sign is us honoring the Sabbath. Amen. A major sign is when you and I can rest in the midst of turmoil. A major sign that our hearts have been circumcised is that we walk in a peaceful place. That, that he said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. A major sign is not just walking in peace, but all the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Because once there's, you put one fruit in there, you can put any of the fruit in there because it's all a part of one big fruit. It didn't say fruits, it said fruit. So it's sections of the same fruit. So you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defiles it shall surely be put to death. Now back in the Old Testament, they stoned them. A guy was stoned for picking up sticks on the Sabbath. But in our day, it's not, we're not going to take you out and stone you. But what he's saying there is that you die from the inside out. Death comes when you're not honoring the Sabbath. Amen. It causes a death in your spirit man. And you know, the, th the funny thing about a death in the spirit man is it's not real noticeable. 
Nothing changes on the outside, but this begins to wane. And the dimness starts coming. And I've been in and out. And when you're in, there's such a fullness, there's such a joy, there's such a faith, there's such a whatever. But when you start dimming away, you can't pray near as long. You don't you want to read the Bible near as long. You just start slipping. We leak. We're leaking vessels. And we start slipping away of the life that God has for us. Keep the Sabbaths as holy. Everyone that defiles it is put to death. So you die from, he said, dying you will die to Adam. Surely you will die. Dying you will die. Well, Adam lived for another 900 years or so. But he died on the inside and the seed that he carried was corrupted. And that's where the fall came from. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, Holy, so there's a place of holiness to the Lord. Whosoever does any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. This is a covenant sign, us being at peace. Now, let, let me tell you, I know that when bad news comes, Pastor Jack just preached on that, bad news comes, good news is there. When bad news comes, sometimes emotionally we just erupt. And there's a time for that. It's okay, but once you finish the eruption, bring yourself back together and get yourself in order. And you have the power to do that within you. Bring yourself into order. Amen? Amen. Don't let your emotions lead you out and carry you off somewhere and create a bigger problem than it would have ever been before. I had someone give me some information one time and oh my goodness it was I felt like I had been sucked sucked in the stomach it took my breath away it scared me really bad and took my breath away and I I just I just couldn't even I just didn't know what to do with it and and finally I sat down and I just took some breaths and I said Lord what saith thee I took a Sabbath I waited for the Holy Ghost to correct or confirm this and when I got really still, he said, it's a lie. It's a lie. It kept coming up and saying, it's a lie. I went, okay. The next day, I found out it was a lie. So we got, we got to get, the Sabbath is going to help us hear better. We've got to get quiet in the midst of all this turmoil going on. Amen? And he's calling us to that. And, it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, for in six days he made heaven and earth. On the seventh he rested and was refreshed. He gave unto Moses, and he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of the communing with him upon the mount, two tables of testimony, <coughs> excuse me, written with the finger of God. What I want you to see, and then I want to ask them to come and sing for us. Sing. I've asked them to minister this song to you. So let's let the anointing of the Holy Spirit flow out of the music. But I, what I want you to know is that in um, Exodus, when Moses was talking to God, and he said, show me your glory, Lord. Well, literally that means cause me to see your glory. So I think that's a good prayer for all of us. Lord, cause us to see your glory. Because just like the Sabbath is a miracle, but we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have connected the Sabbath with miracles. 
But in God's eyes, it's a miracle. He calls us to that. It's a sign that God is our God and we have exalted him above whatever situation we're dealing with. And so God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Okay? My presence will go with you. So in his presence, there's fullness of joy. There's peace. So we want to, when we maintain the Sabbath, we're keeping that presence with us all the time. That's what's going to make us look so different from the rest of the world. That's what's going to win souls also. They'll be attracted to that calmness. Cause, I, I, my presence will go with you. I'll give you rest. Isaiah says his rest is glorious. His rest is glory. Romans says Christ was resurrected from the dead by the glory of the Lord. So what I want you to know is when you come into that rest, the glory of God is there and resurrection power follows. We're we're needing resurrection power in the days ahead, but it's going to come out of that rested place. It's not going to come out of us striving and and begging and whatever it is we do. It's not going to come when we're running around like a chicken with its head chopped off trying to figure out how to meet my needs, how to get my body healed. What's the other one? How to protect myself. God is all of these things to us. And when we learn to rest in that, the glory shows up. And when the glory shows up, resurrection power is released. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Okay. We're going to sing. And then I have a few more things to say and we'll sing again. So y'all just sit back. Take a deep breath. Invite the ministry of the Holy Spirit to yourself right now. Invite the ministry of the Holy Spirit. There is no other. Exalt the Lord over your life, over your situation, over your own mind. I remember him saying to me one time, I was talking about my feelings. And he said, you mean to tell me you can't trust me to help you with your feelings, but you're trusting me for your soul for eternity? I said, oops, sorry. (laughs) He can help us deal with our own feelings. We're not to let them rule us. And sometimes they get damaged along the way in our growth and our life on earth. They turn, they get scar tissue around them and and everything. So he can help us unravel all of that. We all need healing. We're born that way. And God has provided for it. He says in... um, that it's a sign, it's a miracle, a signal, a flag, a monument. It's evidence that you are in that rested place. Is evidence. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. That's a evidence. It's a mark and a token. Philippians 1.28, the Apostle Paul said when he was trying to decide whether to stay or go, and he said that, you, that whether I stay or go or come and get you, Stand fast that you may stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. It it is an evident token of of perdition, but to you salvation. When When the devil can't move you with fear, it is a sign of his destruction and your resurrection. We just have to be tougher. 
He stalked us into being his victims, and we're not his victims. He's our adversary, and we're out to get him. Amen? Amen. But one of the ways to do it is to just stay calm. Just stay calm in the midst of trouble. Just stay calm. The Apostle Paul said, whether you're dealing with sickness and disease, whether you're dealing with family separations and divisions, whether you're dealing with finances, jobs, whatever, children, whatever you're dealing with, don't let him steal your peace. Because then he steals from us the voice of God. He, we can't hear the Lord in the midst of turmoil like we should. So it's a strengthening thing to keep that peace. And it says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he said unto me, the apostle Paul, you know, when he uh, said, I, I asked him three times to take this sickness, take this thing from me. And he said unto me, the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Literally, if you translate that out, it says, for my strength is more perfectly performed in your weakness. So when you be still and know that he is God, that literally is a, a, a being still is a weakness term. And you, we, we, he's not, he doesn't, let's, he doesn't uh, cripple us to make us weak. He doesn't hurt us to make us weak so we can call upon him and see his power show. That's not God's nature. But he, um, we make ourselves weak by calming ourselves down, withdrawing, fasting, praying. You, you set yourself behind and exalt him. We've made ourselves weak. We've been still so we can know that he is God. But you have to purposely make yourself still. Don't wait and let the curse slam you up against the wall somewhere. That's not what God wants. But we can, you know, the word submission is a voluntary term. It's a military term. I submit myself willingly to my husband. We submit ourselves willingly to the boss, to the headship, to wherever we are. So it's not, it's, nobody's going to, when someone starts trying to make you do that, that is not God. Right. He's not a control freak. Right. He calls us to life, to have it more abundantly. But he says, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is more perfectly performed in your weakness. The Paul, Paul said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power, the dunamis, miracle working power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. It has to be able to rest upon us. When the dove was sent out from the ark, she found no place for her foot, so she came back to the ark. The, you have to have a place, the Holy Spirit has to have a place that he's going to come in like a bird, if you will. I used to think that's what he was, was a bird. But <laughs> I didn't know much about him back then. But he, he's going to land upon us, and we need to be rested for that power to set, set down upon us. When you're all agitated and nervous and whining and carrying on, you, you might have to go through that process. But once you get past it, settle down. <laughs> and then expect the power of God to come and rest upon you. And Paul said, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's say thank you, Father, for the Sabbath rest. Thank you for revealing to us personally your Sabbath rest. In Jesus' name. Are you willing to take a part to own it a little bit and say, this week, Lord, I want you to reveal to me what that means in my life, what that means for me.
Don't make a, an Old Testament law out of it. Find out what it means alive in you. The life of God in you. Amen. Well, the praise team has, uh, I'll say a prayer over us, and then the praise team has another song to minister to us that I've requested. It's an oldie but goodie. But you know what? It's powerful. And if you do it, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> everything's going to be all right. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you've made it possible for everything to be all right. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for today, for your word. I just released the anointing on that word to break open in each and every one of us that heard it today, even on our online guest. Pray that the word of the Lord will break open inside of you and bring you to a Sabbath rest. We're all asking for it. We're soldiers in a war zone and we need a Sabbath rest periodically. So thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We want to keep our eyes on you. In Jesus' name.